This is World Cafe. I'm Rena Duris. When you think of demanding professions, it's possible that attorney comes in somewhere near the top of the list. Long, long hours doing mentally and sometimes emotionally exhausting work. That is what my guest today, Danielle Ponder, was used to when she worked as a public defender. For a long time, singing was something that she did on the side. But with the release of her debut album, Some of Us Are Brave, last fall, it's become her main focus. Danielle explains how her two careers are connected and how she found her own voice after years of giving a voice to other people in our conversation coming up. You'll hear just how powerful her voice is in live performances recorded at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia, beginning with this. Danielle Ponder, Someone Like You, live for World Cafe. Someone like you 
the sun coming after the rain. I'ma be just fine. I depend on love coming back again. If it don't. You just heard Someone Like You performed in front of a live audience by Danielle Ponder. That song is from her new album, Some of Us Are Brave. I'm Raina Duras. Danielle Ponder is my guest today. Welcome to the World Cafe. Thank you for having me. It is so good to have you. These live performances that we're hearing, you literally just did them before Mm -hmm. walking into the studio to talk to me. Even listening just to the album is um, an emotional, powerful experience. Mm. How are you feeling right now just after coming off stage? I feel good. You know, I am going through my head thinking about did I mess up anything or did it sound okay? Because I'm a human being. (laughs) So, but it's also a moment that I've hoped for. Like I used to think, listen to World Cafe all the time and hoping I could be on it one day. So I also want to acknowledge how thankful I am to be here. I'm so glad to have you, first of all, and congratulations Mm -hmm. on the album and all the success that you've been seeing. And we're going to talk all about that in a few minutes. But you've also had this other life as an attorney, as a public defender, Mm. where you'd be going in front of a judge and jury and defending clients. How does a performance on a stage in front of an audience like that compare to being up in front of a court? Well, I definitely prefer being on stage. (laughs) But I will say that to me, the connection is storytelling the art of storytelling and also um, connecting with people and eliciting empathy from your listener. Um, I think when I'm doing an opening statement, I'm trying to tell my client's story in a way that he doesn't feel like um, a stranger to the audience in a way where they feel like, man, I could have been in that situation or I get this person. And I think that's what good songwriting does. You know, you hear a breakup song, you could be in a good relationship and you just feel like crying because you feel that person's pain. And so to me, I think the theme between being a public defender and Uh, being an artist is telling stories in a way that connects with the human heart. There are lots of different directions you can go in if you get into law. Why was, why did you choose to be a public defender? You know, so one, my brother was sentenced to 20 years to life for a robbery when I was 16. And so since then, I knew I wanted to work in criminal justice reform. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But my last year in law school, I did a clinic where I was able to represent people. And I knew at that moment, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I knew that I wanted to be the one person standing next to someone who was really going through, for many people, the hardest time in their life. 
and not only offer comfort and uh, advocacy, um, but I've been there, you know, not as a person who's been um, accused of a crime, but as a family member of someone who has been accused of a crime. And I wanted to give them what I felt like, you know, my brother didn't have. Um, So it just, I can't imagine doing anything else with my law degree other than public defense work. I mean, you were making music while you were practicing law. Mm, Yeah. How did you balance that? Because I had to make music in order to survive practicing law. (laughs) Like, I would leave court on Friday, and I would do shows on Saturday and or Friday evening that completely restored me, replenished me. Um, If it wasn't for music, I don't think I could be a public defender because I had an outlet every weekend. I had people I could tell what I just witnessed in the courts to. I could sing about it. And... Every weekend, I would be restored to go back on Monday and do what is some of the most um, difficult work that an attorney can do. Shout out to public defenders. I mean, people, you have to walk a mile in our shoes to really understand how heavy that work is. And it does not stay in the office. It goes home with you. And you think about your clients all the time. I'm speaking with Danielle Ponder on World Cafe today. Um, You read a book while you were in law school that shifted things for you and inspired the title of your debut album. The book was called All the Women Are White, All the Blacks Are Men, But Some of Us Are Brave. Yes. Could you tell us a bit about that book? Uh, Yeah, it's an anthology um, actually edited by Barbara Smith, who I'm hoping to meet pretty soon. Um, But the book was one of the first to talk about black women's studies and intersectionality. Intersectionality is a popular word now, um, but back then... I didn't hear anyone saying that, hold on, as black women, we experience things that are unique um, and different from black men, unique and different from white women. Um, And let's talk about our unique experiences. And I just felt completely seen when I read that book. Um, It was black uh, anthology of black women authors. um, And I just couldn't believe it. At the time, I was like, whoa, most of the black leaders I knew were males and most of the white, most of the feminist leaders I knew were white women. And so there was this book that just really put me on a course to read and appreciate black female feminist authors and viewpoints. So tell us how that ties to the title track, because we're going to hear you perform that next. Some of us are brave. The song, Some of Us Are Brave, is dedicated to black women, and it has been black women who have lifted me, who have taught me courage and resilience from my mother, my sisters, my good friends. Um, But the album in general, I think, is an act of courage, is about courage. The courage to leave my job, the courage to leave the relationship that I was in, and that's the theme throughout this album. So I thought... Making that track, the title track, was very fitting. Here is Danielle Ponder performing Some of Us Are Brave live on World Cafe. If the sky were to fall, I'd be the one to call. Some of us, some of us are brave. Who's gonna feel my pain? Who's gonna say my name? Ain't no choice but 
send love to the ones who give praise. Take a bow as the sun hits the face. See me now, golden hour. And to those who feel leads them to hate, what a pity to be locked in a place you see me now. I'll show you how. I'll show you Some of us are brave. Oh. 
recorded in front of an audience at World Cafe Live. That was Danielle Ponder with the title track of her new album, Some of Us Are Brave. Danielle's with me today. Your voice, it's its very powerful. It's a real centerpiece on this album. When did you discover that you had this voice? Not too much later in life. Um, around maybe 17, I was listening to the blues, Big Mama Thornton, believe it or not, even Susan Tedeschi, Coco Taylor. And I just wanted to know how they sounded like that. So I spent a lot of time like trying to imitate them. <laughs> um, but I would just sing for fun. We had like a family band and in college I would sing. But probably, you know, in my early 30s, is when I started getting comments from people in my hometown that made me feel like, whoa, this is something special. And it actually is something that could take me somewhere and I could maybe pay my bills from. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a little late bloomer in that regard. Well, I mean, <laughs> you were listening to other artists and you were like, how did they sound like that? How did you feel like you sounded? I felt like I sounded like an old woman, which... <laughs> I did not like and you you know I got to be honest with you there's still times I hear my voice and I'm like oh my god I sound so old I sound you know like I went through a period where I was trying to make my voice sound different you know everyone was listening to like cute R&B music and I felt like I did not fit in um, so every time I would go to record I was like oh baby <laughs> I just felt like I had this deep voice that didn't fit the current mode. And what I've learned, honestly, through this record is how beautiful it can be to have a fresh uh, forward um, sonic landscape, but have these vintage vocals on top of it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm very, uh, I'm owning it, but I definitely still have moments where I'm like, oh, do I sound too, you know, old in you this. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm speaking with Danielle Ponder on World Cafe. Um, so, so you go to law school, you're a public defender, you're also making music. What was it? I mean, you were getting feedback from your friends saying, mm -hmm. hey, you're a good singer. Yeah. Was there something specific that made you decide to leave that job and just Go for it. So I left twice quickly. 2018, I left. I told Avis, who's my keyboardist friend, MD, I said, if you can book us a month of shows in Europe, I'll leave my job. She did it. So I left in 2018. I was out for maybe a year and a half, and then the pandemic hit. And so I went back. The second time around, I got a record deal while I was working. I, when I was recording this album, I was still working. I was doing a law school internship program at my office, going to L.A., recording the album, flying back. I did a trial, went to L.A., <laughs> flew back. So, um, you know, so I had a record deal, met an amazing management team, Chris Doritas and Tom Windish. Um, and then I was like, whoa, I got to go again because now I also have an amazing team. But for me, I always knew being a full-time musician was going to be my destiny. It just, I didn't know when or how, but in 2021, it became clear. And the moment I left that job, everything unfolded. It was almost like the universe was waiting for me. Like I just had to step out of the way. I cannot believe it's only been a year. It, it hasn't even been a year. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is true. It has December thirty first, twenty twenty one. It has not been a year, and it has been an exceptional, just exceptional experiences all around. I, I just, I'm living in a dream. I am living in a dream. Do you think that there is a, an upside to having a long incubation period when you're working on something like that, and then like? you get the success now. Do you feel like that sort of taught you anything or you do you appreciate the success more? I, you know, I appreciate the growth uh, musically. Um, I think I just saw, I see in this album itself, the progression lyrically of where I was and where I'm going. If you take a song like thoughts that has all of this doubt that was, you know, three years ago and then So Long, mm -hmm. which was one of the last songs that I wrote on the album where I'm like, I got this. It's happening. And even the relationship themes, if you take something like uh, The Only Way Out and compare it to Frey, where I realize um, my own demons and my own issues in relationships, it, it really is a beautiful journey. Um, and so I think having done it over a certain span of time allowed for change to happen, transition to happen right within the album. Well, we should listen to So Long. Yes. Well, we can. <laughs> this is So Long from Danielle Ponder on World Cafe.
on World Cafe. That was my guest today, Danielle Ponder, with So Long. It's from her debut album, Some of Us Are Brave. My name is Raina Duris. You know, on this album, you're dealing with a lot of personal stuff. You're singing about your relationships, uh, your emotions. And I wonder, you know, you grew up with all these siblings. You were the sixth of seven kids, which is a Mm -hmm. lot of Mm -hmm. people around all the time. (laughs) Then you're a public defender where you're so focused on what other people are going to, Mm. going through. Mm. What did it take for you to allow yourself to focus on you and make space for yourself? You know, when I use, I'm so interesting you said that because most of my writing before this album, the purpose was to inspire and empower people. I would never talk about feeling down. God, I can't believe you said that because I never thought that that was the reason, you know, this caretaking in me, even in my music. I always felt like I had to give people powerful messages to feel good about themselves. And in this album, it really is, you know, about the things that I needed. And all I can say is I needed this music to survive the stuff I was going through. I didn't sit down and say, I'm going to write this intimate album about da-da-da. No, the relationship was so difficult. And I needed some way to feel better, to heal myself, to confront the demon, um, deciding whether I was going to stay or leave my job was so difficult. I wrote this album out of necessity. Mm -hmm. That's all. I wrote it to survive what I was going through. Um, And all of the rules I made about only positive music, only stuff that empowers other people went out the window. Even some people say, oh, you don't have that many political songs about what's going. All of that went out the window because of the the place I was in uh, was such a difficult space. And this is what came out of my mouth (laughs) during that time. I mean, uh, empowering people and uplifting people doesn't necessarily have to be a a positive or inspiring song. That's what I'm learning every day when I do these shows. When I do these songs on stage, I'm learning that. I'm learning that people are feeling seen because they are also dealing with anxiety. They're also dealing with a relationship that's unfulfilling. They are also 40 or 50 or 60 and want a career shift. And so they're still inspired, even though I'm not doing, you know, these big Lizzo type anthems, which I love those as well. They're still inspired because the authenticity of and the realness, I think, makes them feel less alone with their challenges. So that that's one thing that shocked me. I'm like, oh, my God, are people going to be just like leaving these concerts like, okay, that was sad. (laughs) But no, 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 we are creating community around real things that humans face. And we live in a world where we're creating these images that we're all okay. And if more people could just say, I'm not okay, then we would realize being not okay is pretty normal. (laughs) Having anxiety right now, pretty normal, right? And we would all feel, uh, we wouldn't be as hard on ourselves because we just would know we're human beings trying to navigate the human experience and it's all good. And we're going to be all good and we got each other. And I think that's what we're doing at our shows every time. We have time for one more live performance. And I'm wondering, what is the song that you love performing the most in front of an audience? Hmm. 
the song that I love performing the most. So it's not out yet, but it's Roll the Credits. It's a new song. We did perform it today. I think I love that song um, because it's the last song I wrote, and I wrote it when I was in the best place in my life. Everything was happening. The music, I signed this record deal. The music is out. Things are feeling beautiful. And it just is like all the things I've been through. I mean, I've dealt with suicide. I've dealt with anxiety, suicidal thoughts, anxiety as a younger person. And I'm just like, and I'm here and I'm here. And in that end of that song, I says, I say, what a joy it is to be alive. And that's what I feel right now in my life is fully present and fully thankful that I'm alive. And so I love, I love sharing that song with the audience. I'm so glad you chose that because watching you perform it was like we were saying that made me feel inspired mm. and empowered and incredible watching you feel inspired yeah. and empowered and incredible. Yes. Let's listen to Roll the Credits live for World Cafe. It is Danielle Ponder.
That was Danielle Ponder, live for World Cafe. That's an unreleased song. Mm -hmm. She has her debut album out called Some of Us Are Brave. It's out right now. She's phenomenal. Danielle Ponder has been my guest today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Raina Duras, back in a moment with more World Cafe.